Hello everyone and welcome to Turtle Recall. This week we got a fun episode going on for you guys. I am joined by Kevin from the Ninja Turtle Nerds as we are going to be talking about the Mirage comic line. You know, the comic that started it all. We're going to like basically talk about how we got into the series and everything uh, that we went and I'm going so many different tangents uh, and we even we're even going to be talking about which podcasts uh, are our most listened and least listened to. That's a wild tangent we got into. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and get into this week's news with Newscaster Mike. Alright, I'm back. Hopefully that worked. <laughs> it's Discord. Who knows? Sorry for the technical difficulties. Ooh, that's no bueno. So, uh, this was originally revealed on io9 uh, by my buddy James, and he he let me know about that this was coming. Um, and as far as I know, um, and also uh, the art on the book, uh, so it's written by Paul Allure, uh, art by Ariel Medell, and uh, my friend Sarah, uh, Sarah Meyer, is doing the colors on the book. Um, as far as I know, it is just IDW doing this book. Uh, for the last 20 years or so, the rights to Street Fighter have been um, have been kind of tied up with uh, Udon Entertainment. And so they've been putting out. And so when I was looking at all of the information for this book, uh, it doesn't mention anything about Udon. So that kind of leads me to believe that this is an IDW-only book which is also really interesting because maybe that means that IDW has nabbed the Street Fighter license. That was my that was my first thought when I thought of, when I when I thought of this because like normally normally um, when the turtles have their crossovers with IDW like with Batman and Power Rangers it's you know DC IDW Boom Studios IDW. Uh, this one is just IDW, kind of like how the uh, Ghostbusters crossovers were. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm pretty intrigued about why why that is. Um, I, I even asked my friend Sarah, and she doesn't know. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm curious. I need to do more research and find out. But as far as I know, Udon has nothing to do with this. Gotcha. And do you know when this book was started? It's a limited five-issue series, if I'm not mistaken, correct? So it's a five-issue miniseries. It is coming in May of May. this year. Okay. Uh, if you want to pick up a physical copy, let your... It's being delayed until quarter three of this year. And the the reasoning for uh, the the delay is actually Dave actually decided to do a revamp uh, a redo uh, on the van, and so we got a new uh, updated uh, look on what the van is going to look like uh, when it comes out. And uh, this was a, a revealed. This was uh, revealed by uh, NECA uh, via their, like, you know, they sent the update to the people who pre-ordered uh, the van, and they also uh, sent out a YouTube uh, video, which surprisingly was unlisted, um, which I thought it was, like, weird. I thought they would have, like, you know, put that on their, so, like, their socials and everything to let people know about it. Jumping in and out. 
Um, so, yeah, so they, so Trevor put out this video. I think this was part of the Foosh interview that they just did. Um, no, this was actually, uh, oh, you know what? You might be right. It might be part of the Foosh interview. The, the new turtle van has a flattened out hump. Right. Um, I personally liked the hump, but, uh, I, I get it. It's, this is more aesthetically pleasing to everybody. Um, I, I'm glad that NECA seems to be open to doing more pre-orders. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. That was like one that I they haven't to announced for sure if they're going to, but they, but in the video, but in the video, they do, they, in the video, they do. Yeah. In the video, they do mention that, uh, they're open to it. Uh, which is, which is smart because a lot of people were initially turned off by the, by the design of, of like the first van that they did. So, I think it would be really smart of them to do another run um, yes. to kind of, you know, to please all the people that didn't like the first one. And so whether NECA or not went out of the realm of possibility for them to do this kind of thing, they've done that before. Right. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm pretty curious uh, myself. And like, I uh, just picking back at what you just said, I, um, I think it's a I think it's a good idea for them to do the open up pre-orders again, especially if people who were time, uh, turned off with like that like sh- almost that shrunken down version of the van. I know a lot of people were not happy with it, uh, and I think I think this one, to be honest, looks more in line with the theme song, which a lot of people recognize that van more than anything because that's the one that played like. Uh, gosh, uh, over 65 times. Yeah. And, uh, 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 was there anything else you wanted to add, Mike? Well, I think, I think that, that really should have been NECA's MO from the beginning. Right. Like, kind of, kind of base everything off of that first season. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, cause that's the one that's most, uh, recognizable. I mean, cause the turtle van had like, like it appeared. Yes. In the show as well. It, so, no, it, it appeared in the show a lot of season three. Season three, especially the, uh, the, the four, not the foreign seasons, the the Dublin season, the Dublin episodes, the one that uh, animated them. Uh, that's like where we really got to see the hump, and like the Dublin team animated a good amount of episodes and a lot of memorable episodes. Yeah. So let's let's push on through yes. <laughs> because I don't know how. Much- how good this connection is. I know, I know exactly. Yeah, look, what's next? Oh, the, the one thing that you're you're excited about. All right, so, <laughs> um, so starting right now, right now today, and I will say Ninja Turtle Power Hour was the one who broke broke this news uh, over the weekend. Uh, you can pre-order Donatello's portable uh, portal generator. Gosh, say that three times fast. Uh, on the Necus website, this is going to be a NECA uh, store exclusive, uh, and uh, there's two big things I want to talk about. First, I want to talk about the art, because the art has pretty much Mike's favorite Ninja Turtle character of all time on there, uh, which is, you know, Hokum Hair. Like, uh, so, so Mike, like, when you saw the packaging... My, fav- my favorite guest character. I'm sorry, your favorite guest character. <laughs> Look, it, uh, Mike is the I biggest was, Hokum Hair fan. <laughs> Because it, it is the first acknowledgement by NECA of Hokum Hair, right? Um, and kind of it, it's it's a fun it's a fun acknowledgement because like you know the portable portal generator is very specific to you know Hokum's episodes, right? Um, 
It, it, it was Probably a lot more episodes than Hokum's episode, but I want to note that Kerma well, did not come also, from but, but another a, dimension. He came from another planet. Uh, sorry, Neka. Yeah, so I'm going like, to call you out on this. Including, yeah, including Kerma with that is a little like, I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. I know, exactly. Um, but yeah, having having Hokum Hare and Mr. Rock on there is pretty, is, is fun. Yeah, it's, um, it's fun. I, I really like that. Um, I mean, because like, I mean, to be honest, like, uh, these two will probably never uh, get figures. I will. I can't say never, but the likelihood of it is very low. I should say that. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Hokumer will ever get his own dedicated action figure. It would be cool. I don't think he ever will. Um, no, unless like, um, like maybe like some stupid. San Diego exclusive when I would absolutely buy that. Um, right, right. Maybe when like NECA can, can actually release figures can, like in a timely manner and like he became he comes uh, becomes like an Easter exclusive or something like that. I can see I can see Hogan here. It would be hilarious if they were a two pack. That would be funny. So uh, the thing I want to talk the other thing I want to talk about with this one is the uh, price. Um, I will say. I think it would be hilarious if, if he gets a two if those two were a two pack. Oh my god, that that would be like hilarious. Just just those those two get get a two pack and yeah. like, they just get random like accessories like uh, uh, just uh, like well M- Mr. Og has to come with like mm-hmm. a the Ming vase like you know like so he can eat it like yeah. Uh, what was really cool about this was uh, I guess we were one of the first. Uh, sites to report on this yeah uh, to kind of announce it last week yeah um so if you if you follow us on twitter uh or facebook and instagram yeah we were we were one of the first groups uh to post it yeah so that was nice yeah yeah that's uh you know oh that's all yeah uh, i I was actually happy uh uh, for you guys because you guys definitely deserve like any attention th- that comes your way. I mean, oh, so, uh, I, like, I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. It was, it was funny because like, it was funny. Cause like some people were, some people were calling us out like, Oh, with this, is this, uh, even legit? Like, where did you get this info from? And I'm just like, I got it from NECA. Like, yeah. I got it from, like it's, it's in the press release. And, uh, the press release specifically didn't mention the price, right? Um, now, I, so so I didn't include it in any of the posts. No, no, which was rightfully so. Uh, so we did get a pre, we did get like a, we did, and that's how like people kind of knew what the price was before, uh, before uh, the press release uh, got got released. Yeah, and so like it was kind of an accident, but because we're trying to establish ourselves as kind of a, of a legit news source for turtle stuff um we can only really go off of like we have to heavily stress that we're talking about leaks right R- right right exactly um and uh i will i, I do want to bring up uh i do want to bring up the price because i know uh, i i've seen a lot of people like talk about it uh kind of complain about it uh and uh uh first uh well, Michael, what do you think of the price? Uh, do you think do you think it's a fair price, or do you think it's uh, too on uh, on Parenter Megazords and everything? I mean, or, or yeah, I, I should say, spent more on Parenter Megazords that were like not meant for collectors, that were definitely meant for kids uh, uh, on that end. Um, but since it was import, uh, like you know, it costs more and everything. Uh, 
The only thing I will say, what I was got, got charged text uh, uh, when he comes back up, but uh, before it was just uh, like the state that they reside in, they had to charge the sales tax. But uh, yeah, for this one, uh, mm. pretty much everyone got charged a sales tax. Uh, Mike, in, in California, uh, did you get charged a uh, sales tax before with NECA or was this the first time you got charged sales tax for a NECA? Uh, I believe... I believe I've always gotten charged sales tax with yeah, order from NECA. Yeah, and that, that's be, I know they have a headquarters in California, and I, because I believe it was just California and New Jersey before that only got charged sales tax. Um, but now it looks like just anywhere um, in the U.S. is getting charged. I'm curious um, if any international listeners uh, out there, I'm curious if you got charged sales tax or not. Uh, I don't like I don't know how that works because. Uh, Technically, there is no like you know there's no tax in the well I mean there's there's like a specific sales tax for some of countries but uh, I'm curious about that uh, uh, the the way I feel about the price uh, I, I personally I think forty five dollars um is actually a fair price because this is a unique thing uh, there's a lot of tooling uh, that that goes on and there's like so much like details uh, that go in I think my biggest shock to be honest is the lack of stuff. This comes is very um, it's very bare bones. It's it's pretty it's pretty bare bones. Yeah, that's that's where like kind of my shock uh, came in. I was like, uh, uh, on on that end, I was kind of like, oh, like you know, maybe like uh, a wrench or something, something like Dante has you. Yeah. Um, even I mean, and so so yeah, so it's it's pretty. It's pretty bare bones. Um, that's that's definitely the most disappointing part. Yeah, I, I um I agree. And like to be honest, like if they wanted to throw in a Mister Og figure, this would have been a perfect opportunity because uh, other than the two pack of Hokum Hair and Mister Og, I don't I don't see um I I like I, I really don't see like a good other uh, uh appropriate pace for him to be thrown in other than like randomly kind of like how, what happened with uh, Kerma and with uh, Mondo Gecko. Uh, I want to talk about the next thing. This one lit- literally just like got uh, revealed right before we went live. And uh, that is, uh, we got a, we got like a peek of packages and uh, we, and we, and we're going to know what's actually inside of the accessory set. Uh, so, uh, so the accessories are going to include Baby Leonardo, Baby Donatello, Baby Michelangelo, Baby Raphael, uh, Big Mac, video game console, TV with interchangeable screens, uh, cheese painting, pizza box, two VHS tapes, backpack, ray gun, turtle tracker, star of Harb- Hoboken, Baby Pizza Monster, Rocksteady helmet, blowtorch, and multiple baby weapons. Uh, so... Uh, we don't know when this is going live. I know, uh, I've seen a lot of people kind of complain that, like, they're hoping that the portal generator and this was going to be released at the same time. uh, And, like, I know a lot of people, uh, not only they complain about the price of the portal generator, they're also complaining about the price of the shipping. And they're kind of hoping, like, they could get, like, this shipped, uh, uh, with it. The accessory pack, uh, uh, just... Somebody, uh, 
got a little bit more info in it. So Praternia um, is posting it. Apparently it came. Uh, I'm excited about the accessory set. Um, and I know we talked about this, about this last time. Like it's going to actually come with like these tiny little uh, VHS tapes that you can actually uh, uh, put in there. Um, uh, one thing like I did notice is that they called uh, the figure uh, Mac. They called him Big Mac. Uh, Big Mac is not his name. Um, Big Mac was just the episode title because they're trying to go with that McDonald's uh, pun uh, for uh, uh, for that character. Um, and I so a few weeks ago, uh, Speaky Geeky had the interview with Trevor, and I could have swore he said that there was going to be more rats. That come with it. I know we're getting another pizza monster, so I think like, like if you only got one pizza monster at this point, like you should have like if you get this, you'll have like three baby pizza monsters. I don't, like uh, I guess like Neca just made a lot of baby pizza monsters and they just want to throw them in wherever uh, they can. Uh, and uh, but I I like the details on this. I, I'm really excited uh, for this. Uh, the other thing I didn't um, read on there, and I because I know they mentioned this, they showed it off. Was uh, we didn't see the alternate head for uh, Baxter Stockman um, uh, because ba Baxter Stockman is also supposed to be coming with the head of the Shredder uh, helmet, um, and so uh, I didn't see that um, listed there. Okay, I just checked with some friends. Uh, it, it it sounds like Discord's having a night. Oh, okay, so it's not it, it is not just us. It's not just us. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so uh, before you got cut off, uh, what what was the what did you find out from uh, Paternia? So this so this popped up on a Mercari listing. Oh, okay, um, it's somebody out here in California got access to it. Gotcha. Um, now this is this is rumored to be popping up at Target for Holothon, which probably just an early, or you know, some team member nabbed one early, or somebody saw it and bought it already. So that's kind of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, we'll find out. Oh, uh, we'll find out because uh, uh, Holothon should be coming up in a few weeks. Uh, so we'll find out if this is a Potter Holothon. Uh, I mean, to be honest, like. Uh, I mean, I, I know the Holothon thing last year was was such a mess, but eventually, like the figures got like they were attainable through Target's website, and it did make it it, it made some of the nightmare like kind of um, easy uh, to to order that. So hopefully, this won't be hard uh, to track down. Um, and since there's baby Ninja Turtles in it, I have a feeling NECA will be producing. A lot of these because of like they know like uh, how much uh, people are going to be wanting like you know they, they know that baby Ninja Turtles will be able will will sell a lot. I mean I know Playmates every time they made baby turtles those figures always sold like the, the those were like the ones that people like to buy. All right, um, I'm gonna all right. So let's go ahead and move on to the last thing. We don't have too much information about this uh mike might have more information about it than i do but kevin eastman um uh, has posted this on his uh social media in that he is there's going to be an upcoming project with him and peter uh layard uh those two recently had a interview uh together with the channel cartoon kamikaze i believe that's the channel name uh, don't like quote me on that i couldn't uh remember it um but um, 
uh, but we are going to get a upcoming project uh, be- uh, with uh, Kevin Eastman and um, and Pierre Layard and um, I know like last time they said like oh hey we're we're doing a thing like we're doing a thing together uh, that ended up being oh. Last Ronin and uh, and like Pierre Layard's involvement was more of like oh I had this idea like 30 years ago kind of thing. Um, but I'm hoping this is going to be, um, I have a feeling this is going to be something more new. Uh, what's it about? I'm not too sure. I don't know if this image is supposed to be what it about on, on this uh, image that we're seeing on YouTube. Uh, it, it's like uh, Peter, like um, on his desk with a uh, cover of Donatello with a Triceraton. And then there's some Ninja Turtles. And then like on the corner, there's also an alien from the movie uh, Aliens from Ridley Scott. Uh, that's pretty much all we really uh, know about it at this time. When we find a, when we find more about it, uh, we'll definitely let you know. Uh, it's something I'm, I'm very um, excited about uh, because, like you know, especially since uh, Layard has been kind of like in the background for like a good while, and then now he's like kind of popping back up uh, uh, just recently. Uh, not too long ago, we talked about him uh, with that interview with that YouTube channel that I mentioned earlier. Uh, and then like they just did a joint interview. So um, I'm hoping like this is him kind of like returning to the uh, um, to the franchise. Uh, just may- maybe like one of his last hurrahs before like he officially like uh, retires. Cause he kind of like semi Uh, retired after he sold everything to uh, Nickelodeon. Alright guys, and welcome back. We have returning, oh, you know, it's been almost, what, a year? Maybe a little longer than that? Uh, But we have Kevin uh, from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Nerds uh, coming and joining us for this week. What is going on, Kevin? God, it really has been like a year, hasn't it? Man, yeah. time flies. Time really <laughs> flies. I mean, to be honest, it felt just yesterday we had you. We talked about the Casey Jones episode. And I mean, to this day, I don't, there's so many things I've forgotten about that episode already because of my old age. But I can never forget this suicidal uh, refrigerator. Like, that's still like <laughs> in my mind. Lawbreakers. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love that. I love that interpretation of Casey. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah. How, how have you been doing, Kevin? I've been doing great. Um, you know, still podcasting away, still playing video games all the time, just uh, living life. <laughs> I see. Yes, that's right. You have a new uh, Nintendo podcast that, like, I keep. I actually put on my notes. Hey, listen to this uh, today during work, and I never got a chance to because. Oh, okay. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, but go ahead and explain that that podcast for our listeners. Oh yeah, it's called Nintendo Therapy. It's um, it's not about anything like like the Ninja Turtle podcast is, where like we're focused on a specific element. It's just like all Nintendo. It's Nintendo news. Every every episode, we talk about what we're currently playing. Then we talk about what's in Nintendo news that week. We talk about any Nintendo rumors that week, and then we just started doing a spotlight. At the end of a, um, I, I loaded all of the the games in the Nintendo Switch um, online service mm-hmm. into a randomizer, and we play a random game from that each week and talk about it. Oh, nice! That's just that sounds really fun. I will, like, I mean, two kids just does not let you yeah. have any 
free time at all. Like, uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I know you're aware of this because you're one of our 10 listeners, uh, but we have a Kingdom Hearts uh, podcast, and, yep. like, I barely have time uh, for that one, and I'm, like, I'm playing that game with, with Scott right now, and, like, you know, basically, like, it's once we once we record, I'm like, okay, let me go play three hours, let me get this done, and then uh, it's just so we can, like, have something to talk about next next week. Yeah, it's, it's a, people who don't make podcasts uh, don't realize how much goes into even the most laid-back podcast. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, I will say, I will say editing podcasts, uh, and I told Anna this, like, 20 times, uh, like, a, a week. Editing for the Kingdom Hearts podcast is so much faster than editing for the Ninja Turtles podcast, and part of it is, <laughs> uh, like, you know, there's no wrong sort of talking or anything like that or we don't like yep. uh do do that also like our kingdom hearts podcast averages around 45 minutes to an hour while turtle recall is like getting to creeping up the two hours of uh, a week now it's like whoosh yeah but yeah so uh i had to have kevin on this week because i actually wanted to talk about the original 1984 Mirage Ninja Turtles run, because next May uh, is the 40th anniversary, and I figured, let's talk about it now, because pretty much I'm not going to talk about it next I don't think we're going to be talking about it next year. Oh, <laughs> uh, that means when the Turtles turn 40, that means I turn 40. That's that's something I don't want to think about just oh, yet. <laughs> oh, man. I, I can tell you this. I've already reached that milestone, and uh, <laughs> yeah. The the day after you turned forty, the back just goes out. Like there's like a switch, and it's like, <laughs> oh, yep, your back's out, and you're like you're like, oh my, and like you know, the only people who know how to like flip that switch is like your wife and your kids, and uh, like you know, but when they're not around, you're just like, ah, oh, screw it. <laughs> Need a time scepter from Renette. Exactly. Yes. Yes. We definitely fix these knees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, yeah, fix these knees. Of course, like, I don't do my knees any favors as, like, I still, like, run marathons. Um, no, I mean, no, okay, I will say I have not finished a full marathon since since I had my first child. Uh, I've signed up for a couple of full marathons, uh, and, like, I plan on doing another full marathon after 40. It's just that they give me no time to train. Like, I used to, like, wake up. Five o'clock each morning, run uh, ten hours or ten miles, and then like you know, then resume the rest of my day. I was gonna say ten hours. How much do you have to do in your day? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I run ten hours during a day, and like you know, and then like you know, I eat food and just go to sleep. That's all I need. I can't even play video games for 10 hours anymore. I start falling asleep. I couldn't do anything for 10 hours. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, 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 tell me about it. Like, I'll, there are, like, days, like, where it's like, oh, hey, this show is, like, uh, came out, like, you know, uh, recently it's the Last of Us show. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch it. I still have not watched a full episode yet because every time, every time, like, I'm ready to watch it, the kids are asleep and it's, like, close to 8 or 9 o'clock. It is, like, I put it on and then, boop, I'm out. And, like, you know, I'm like, oh, man. And, of course, like, HBO Max is, like, looking at me. It's like, why do you keep watching the same episode, like, each day? <laughs> like, like no, no, yo, you don't understand. I didn't actually finish it. My eyes just fell asleep. Just, like, you know, like, you, you need a you, you need a part of a service. Just be like, oh, your eyes fell asleep? Okay, we'll go switch it to Barney or something. 
at least HBO Max will pick up where you left off. I, I think the worst streaming service about that is Hulu. Oh, they like God. constantly restart episodes I left in the middle of. Or like I'll be like I know I finished this episode and it's starting it over instead of going to the next one. Oh. Hulu's really bad at that. I don't know what they have to change, but they got to get on that. Okay, this is my problem with Hulu because uh, one of my TV shows I like to fall asleep with is Family Guy. And yes, I'm still watching Family Guy. I don't care what you haters out there say. Um, and but since I watch like the same episodes over and over again, um, like but for some reason when it when it goes into the next episode, instead of it starting from the beginning, it starts from like the last like quarter of the show because oh, I've weird. seen it before. Yeah. And so I like, had that happen on Paramount Plus is huh. um, I was watching Hey Arnold yeah. and every single Hey Arnold would start at the second cartoon. It would skip the first one. And I was like, this is such a weird I, I'm the that's one of the streamers where I'm the I have the only account so I know nobody else is watching right. it. right and I'm I'm the only one interested in it nobody in my house is interested in old Nickelodeon cartoons <laughs> and, and like I'm like I know I haven't watched hey Arnold yet why are they all starting halfway in it's so weird that is like that is really weird um I, I will say our Paramount plus is like dedicated to um uh, not 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 Bluey. That's uh, Disney Plus. Uh, Paw Patrol. Like there you go. Yeah, Paw Patrol is on our Paramount Plus all the time. Like we are literally paying that service. I mean, te- well, actually, technically, that service is part of our Walmart Plus account. Um, but that service has just been dedicated to our son, and that's pretty much like I, I Daddy will occasionally sneak in a 2003 uh ninja turtles uh episode here and there but other than that no it's it, it, it's paw patrol and like you know it's the only thing we get to be on there um so i started watching star trek for the first time because i've always been interested in it yeah but like i you know you know growing up how things were syndication everything oh. would be random i didn't want to do it that way right and now i finally have access to everything star trek so I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do it. And I'm about halfway into the 60s series right now. Oh, nice. Nobody told me it's basically the Twilight Zone in space. I, you know, I couldn't even tell you that because I I think I've watched like maybe three episodes of that show total. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I never got into it, but I've been trying to get into Prodigy. Yeah, Prodigy, I think it's called. Uh, I think I watched like the first three episodes and I keep like I keep forgetting to like like oh yeah that's right I'm still watching it and like you know uh, like I have like dad brain now and like that dad brain just gets uh, distracted with everything else and like I was like oh I gotta watch it's like ah this this like you know that's that's what happens when you're a parent you have like no time to finish stuff anymore I mean let's if, start a Star Trek podcast you and me well yes hey hey a hey. podcast where. Podcasts are usually an expert and a newbie, or or like two experts. Right. Let's start a podcast. Two newbies. Neither one of us know anything about Star Trek. (laughs) Yes. You know, I'm I'm just I'm saying this right now because both of my podcasts is like I'm the expert in both the podcasts, while my co-hosts are the newbies. I would love to be a newbie. (laughs) newbie on someone on a, on, a, on, a, on a podcast and like you know two newbies i think that would just be hilarious be like oh, hey like i mean I, the only thing i really know about star trek is the uh jj abrams movies because i actually watched 
those three. I liked those three, and that was it. Uh, the I saw Wrath of Khan when I was a kid, and like, but and like, I that didn't get me to be like, oh man, let me go watch the rest of the show. It was more of like, oh okay, and because like, even when I was a kid, like the those graphics were like outdated. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, it looks kind of weird. Oh, are, are we supposed to believe that this is not a soundstage? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, remember Ninja Turtles? Like, you know, we both, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's let's talk about some Ninja Turtle comic books. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So, um, I am I am totally curious, uh, because you are around my age. Um, uh, when, like, how old were you when you first uh, read the Mirage comics? Pretty old, actually. <laughs> um, I think, I'm trying to think off the top of my head here, probably like 24, 25. Um, when was Pirate Bay like a big thing? What year was that? Oh, God. That was like, what, 2005? Okay, so yeah, about about that age. Because yeah. what happened was yeah, I learned that, like, I, I got really – I've always been into comic books. Uh-huh. And I learned that getting into Ninja Turtle comic books, like, there there weren't a lot of issues of the – I somehow found, like, a breakdown of the different Ninja Turtle volumes back then. Right. Keep in mind, this is before IDW. Yes, 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 so yes, there, yes, yes. there was just the four volumes. Right. And I found a torrent on on Pirate Bay – that was all four volumes of Ninja Turtles. And I was like, this is cool. This is something that I can – it's doable to just read it all. Right. And as as I read it, like I loved it. And then I started – at when IDW started doing their run, I was their issue number one. Yeah. And I've, I've gotten every single IDW book since. And nice. um, at some point in there, I started collecting the older ones, uh, you know, getting physical copies. Yeah. <laughs> not, not just digital on my – Actually, um, I bought a lot of those recently, so uh, the it's kind of like you know paying off the karma of that torrent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I, anything they've released on like Comicsology, I've bought. Oh yeah, so yeah, so that. now I've paid for those comics. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's just something where I was always into Ninja Turtles as a kid, uh-huh. and then I didn't get into the comic books until I was an adult. Right, so uh, I was about your age actually. This when, uh, 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 when I first read the Mirage comics, because I know, I mean, I can tell you the year that I got the Mirage comics, and that was two thousand three, and that was because okay. of the two thousand three show. The two thousand three show is what made me like, oh, I want to read the original comics because, like, as soon as I went online and found out that this was based off the original comics and like because when i first watched the 2003 show i was like why is there no pizza why is it this why is it that oh and and then like you know that's like when i found out like oh hey it's based off the original comics and like because for the longest time i thought the archie comics were the original comics and that was like very close to the cartoon oh you know what i wonder if it was the lead up to the 2007 no that would have been too late i I think the 2007 movie, I was already into the comics at that point. Yeah, I, I, know, I know I was already into the comics and by the time the 2007 uh, movie came out. But yeah, like, uh, but yeah, like, I remember I actually went on eBay. I found those four volumes on eBay and, like, they're very beat up. Uh, like, yeah. you know, they are not in the greatest uh, conditions. Um, but 
uh, when IDWs like start doing like their ultimate uh, collection in that hardback black and white, oh, I had to get those. And and of course, yeah. like um, I have all of them signed by Kevin Eastman because I had to get it. I, I felt like that was like my 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 goal in life was to get all of them signed by Kevin Eastman, and he graciously did sign all of them. Nice. Yeah. You know what I think? It's um just. I don't. I don't mean to self promote here, oh, but no, no. when you when, when you bring up Kevin Eastman, yeah, uh, I always have this random thought where I'm just like, we we as you know have an episode of our podcast, the Ninja yeah. Turtle Nerds, where we we did an interview with Kevin Eastman, oh. and it's still to this day one of our least listened to episodes. And I'm like, what do you people want from a Ninja Turtle podcast? <laughs> like, we interviewed one of the create co creators here. And it's like one of our least listened to episodes. I don't get it. Uh, that's that's so weird because like you'd both... rather hear just me and Sean talking <laughs> to each other than yeah, hear yeah. the guy who created the turtles. <laughs> right. uh, I'd rather just hear you and Sean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would have thought that your least listened to episodes were like uh, any episode that uh, I was in. Um, like you know, <laughs> no. especially the one with just me and no Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm. I don't know where those fall, but by, but yeah, the least listened to episode of our show is the one where we interviewed Kevin Eastman. Wow, so so weird because uh, we have two with uh, um, with with Kevin Eastman, and both of those are actually like uh, pretty high, uh, uh, pretty high listened to. I even have it pinned at the top of our Twitter and stuff. I don't get it. I no, I don't. That's <laughs> so weird. That is like. That is extremely weird. I can I can tell you our least uh, listened to episodes, and that's the, the freaking European season. I can tell you, like <laughs> fans of the original cartoon hate the European season. Like they just they either didn't watch it or just didn't didn't care. And like like I, I was like look at those uh, stats, and I'm like oh my gosh, dude, like no, like we barely have any listens on those like it's just so weird uh and then the funny thing is like uh when we got uh christian from austria when we re-talked about that episode that's our most listened uh to episode to this date right now is uh when christian and i we talked about uh, uh a real snow job or a snow way out no I, I can't remember what the episode title he he knows the episode title i can never remember what the episode title was it's a snow pun <laughs> I love snow episodes of anything. <laughs> you yeah. tend, that's when you tend to see them in like alternate costumes right. and stuff. It's always awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that that's always uh, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like I will say, uh, for Barrage, like you know, uh, uh, like especially like by the time I am an adult, I'm in I'm in college and everything, and so like my mind was broken that like everything that I thought was Ninja Turtles was a lie that like, you know, <laughs> they didn't have, they didn't even have like different color headbands that there was no pizza and that like uh Krang wasn't in it. Instead, like they had like alien things called Utroms. Uh, and like, you know, but then I discovered, Oh, Hey, that's where that dinosaur came from. And on the cover <laughs> of a uh, Manhattan project. Well, I somehow, I somehow knew that going into the comics, but what I didn't know, and I remember the thing blowing my mind the most when I first read them, was how much of the 1990 movie was just taken straight from the comic book panels. Like, you read those first 11 yeah. issues, and except for the part where they go into outer space for about four issues, um, 
a lot of that is directly taken from the comic books and you read it and you're like, Oh my God, like I, I know this part of the movie, this part of the movie, this part of the movie, it's all right there. Right. Right. So when I first saw the 2003 series, I just thought they took that plot from the movie. I was like, Oh cool. They're doing their own take of the movie instead of uh Raph, it's Leonardo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, I got to it. I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, wait a minute. The movie ripped the part of the comic. What is this? It's funny how, like, almost every version of the Turtles has the New Hampshire storyline. Yeah, like, New they K- always yeah. have – it might be a different turtle that gets injured each time. But yeah. one of them gets injured and then they go to New Hampshire. Uh, might be the Casey Jones farm. Might be April O'Neil's farm. But there's a farm in New Hampshire for there, the Turtles. There's a farm for New Hampshire and Turtles. I mean, and, I mean, we know the reason why they go into New Hampshire is because that's actually where uh, – uh, Kevin and Peter like lived at, so they're like, oh yeah, let's just take it to what we're familiar with. Uh, like so, that's like you know that that's why they go to uh, New Hampshire. But uh, I've always, I've always like just like uh, I remember when the 2012 turtle, turtles they went to New Hampshire, and I just sighed out loud. I was like, oh, really? I just I don't know. I like the turtles in New York. I don't I don't, I don't know why. Uh, apologies, Peter and and. Uh, and Kevin, um, you know, uh, but I don't care for New Hampshire. I mean, you know, <laughs> you guys probably have so much memories in there, and that's like your hometown and everything. Um, I, I always felt like when the Turtles, every storyline where the Turtles go to New Hampshire, it's always like, okay, here's like the, the, the dull parts. Like, I kind of like it. Um, you? okay. I think, like, I think the IDW series did it the best. Oh. Um, it, it's, like they really drag it out over the course of a few issues there. But yeah, when they go to Northampton, um, I'm starting to realize, I, th- I think it's Northampton, Massachusetts, actually not North, not New Hampshire. Right. Oh yeah. I, I think, I think you're right. It's Northampton. Uh, Cause they both have a Northampton, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's Northampton, Massachusetts, yeah. but e- either way. Um, yeah. When, when they go there, it's, it's just, it's it's a nice like relaxing couple of issues always that it's always them going there to take time to think about what happened how do we get here and then there's a return story right after so right yeah because I was like the return story is like my favorite I think because even though it's the lead up to the return story and like the return story is always so cool I think like uh, I I think like when they when they go there I'm like oh, okay 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 we're we're just like the laying the cool part of the story, I think that's like my what my subconscious is doing. And by the way, yeah. by the way, uh, Kevin, like you know, he totally heard all your guys' like comments over there, where as like we mistakenly said uh, New Hampshire and everything. You got and like Kevin was like, and then Kevin was like, ha ha, I blocked you. So there you go. That's <laughs> <laughs> because you know that that's what people like to do. People like it to to point out when we don't know things. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what we always say on our show that we're not experts. Right. We're just super big fans of the Ninja Turtles. So, you know, and you know how getting old is. Like yeah. sometimes you, your brain says New Hampshire when you mean Massachusetts because there is a Northampton – there is a Northampton, New Hampshire. Right, so, right. There is. Yes. <laughs> I mean so, – 
you flip it a little. You flip it a little. Exactly. That that that's exactly what happens. I mean, you know, see, Kevin is like humble while like me, I'm just like Eric and I'm like ha ha ha, I'm the biggest ninja turtle expert ever and then like I've I've no, I have to like eat that humble pie. Like nope, 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 nope. I really not. There's like so many things I actually don't know and I should not be saying that. You can't know everything. No, no, it's, no. To be honest, you even can't. a franchise like cuz honestly, I think that's kind of what got me into into Ninja Turtles in oh. the first place was I was like, "Oh, cool. This is probably something where I can be like an expert on it and then because there's not a lot of it and right. and especially in 2005 before yeah. you know the 2012 cartoon and everything blew up but you start to learn that you you can't be an expert on anything unless no. you want to just devote your life to only that thing that's what an expert is right right and, and uh there's just always going to be something you don't know yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that's very true. And like, whenever I host uh, panels and that kind of stuff, uh, I used to do this. I used to be, I used to have like people try to stump me on 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 stuff. And uh, that, to be honest, like uh, that's my favorite part of my panel is because that's where I learned something new. Like that's when I, that's actually when I learned about the Palisades uh, uh, role playing game. Uh, there was a year of. There was a year I did not know who Granitor was, and like for the longest time, I was like, "How did I not know his name was was not was Granitor? How did I not know that?" Then I realized after doing this podcast with Anna, I was like, "They never said his name. That's why I didn't know." <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like I mean, it's just like just like things like that, like things like 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 then like you know like now of course like now they have like make action figures of him and everything, so it's uh, people like. Ha- seen that name just back then like no like the only place you ever saw that name was in the freaking uh ninja turtles uh arcade game instruction manual and like i, I think that's the only place like publicly you could have seen it other than like going online and like finding like other things i wish they would do more with the the assassin characters from i can't think of their names but see we don't know everything right but um i i, I don't know what their names are it- in um what the heck is uh, I'm blanking on everything now um <laughs> in the third NES game uh Manhattan uh Manhattan, Manhattan Project. Project yeah yeah the um there's two assassin characters and I can't think of their names but like I feel like they haven't done a whole lot with them and they should totally bring those back one's got like the leather jacket and if you read the instruction manual uh in the instruction manual it says that uh, Shredder hired they're like intergalactic assassins that Shredder <laughs> hired to kill the turtles. Oh wow. And like that's a cool backstory. It's basically like what's that DC character? Uh Lobo. 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 <laughs> they're basically like a, a polar bear version of Lobo. Oh, um, oh, that's oh that's in the first game. The first that's in the NES version of uh uh Ninja Turtle. Oh, that's in the arcade game? Yeah, oh, you're yeah. right. It's in the bonus level. You're yeah, right. The, the one that's not level. in the arcade machine. Yeah, it's not in the arcade machine. Yes, yes, yes. The the mean polar bear. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, and surprisingly, they've never made an action figure of that. And, like, I'm saying this, and then all of a sudden, like, NECA's going to go announce, like, hey, by the way, we made the polar bear, and everyone's going to, like, rush out and buy it. Because I swear, every time NECA makes, like, one character, people are like, oh, yeah, I totally remember that yep. guy. That, that's, like... That was my favorite guy. You know, I had this. I made a doll of them, and then, um, and then slept with them as a child because, like, that's how much I care for. I was like, no, 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 you really don't. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I've I've had like people try to defend on like why they like Scratch the Cat so much, and I'm like, <laughs> Scratch the Cat was like, yeah, like, 
the only reason why people care about him is because his action figure is so expensive. Like if it wasn't yeah, for that. Yeah, I he- actually uh, – I, I forget what the conversation was. But I remember saying that on Twitter uh-huh. one day and somebody arguing with me about it. Like, no, it's – I forget. I can't remember their reason for why they claimed – people like scratch the cap and i'm like no you guys don't you heard this was a rare figure yeah and it was expensive and you like it because it's cool that it's a rare expensive figure right 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 exactly yeah yeah like it was just like like stuff like that and like um you know segueing back um like i was like the one of the things i was really shocked about the mirage uh run was like most of the popular characters from the the 1987 like original cartoon show aren't there like Roxanne and Bebop like aren't there neither is like Krang and like I'm like Krang is like one of the most important characters in the show and like it's like how did like you know I I, I just found it so weird that none of those guys were like you know what I'm amazed about and this goes all the way from volume one to volume four Uh is that they stuck with Shredder being dead he dies at the end of the first issue and it's such an easy comic book death to write around because you know the comic book rules. If you right. don't see a body, they're not dead. Oh, yeah. And you don't see his body. He dies off panel. And I mean, I mean when I first uh, read it, I didn't realize he died. I didn't realize he died until yeah. until like uh, they, they brought him back. And like it's like, oh, oh, he died? <laughs> and, like, and I'm like, just amazed they had that restraint that for the full four volumes, unless right. you count unless you count the clones – which aren't really him, right? Um, then he never comes back, which is crazy. Right, right, exactly. No, that is like really crazy. And of course, like in the first issue, like you know, like Splinter says, "Oh, hey, yeah, you you killed uh, Shredder," and like you know, like like I said, like back, like uh, most of the time, like most of the time, I'll be honest, like when I read comics, I, like the dialogue, I kind of like th- skim through them because I'm so much more into the. Uh, pictures than I am uh, dialogue. Uh, sorry, dialogue writers. Like I swear, I'm like paying attention this time. Um, but like when I first read it, I was kind of like I just kind of skimmed uh, that part. I didn't like realize like, but yeah, like it was it, to me. It was like crazy. Like uh, looking back on it, I'm like, wow, they killed Shredder. And I think that I think that speaks to the fact that they were trying to keep the series, the comic books, its own thing. Like this is different than the cartoon. Yeah. It's different than any other version of turtles this is more of uh you know episodic stories they weren't having big overarching story arcs for a while they did um you know city at war yeah which was pretty big that was but, their biggest one i will say uh, obviously it's the biggest one for mirage um yes yeah but yeah like they we this season recently finished talking about Mirage volume two uh-huh. and it's like that entire volume is like three stories. Right. <laughs> and, and, and they weren't, you know, they, they were trying to make it its own thing. They were trying to be like, all right, let's introduce. Cause in that story, you've got the, the, the character that's like a, got like psychic powers that isn't in any other version of the turtles. Right. And, and, uh, yeah, they're really keeping it its own thing, uh, without, uh, it's the opposite, really, of what IDW did. IDW came along and said, okay, we're going to put in everything familiar to Turtles fans. Every Easter egg we can think of, everyone who's ever been mentioned in a Ninja Turtle cartoon right. or comic or anything, we're putting them in. I'm actually uh, – I'm, I'm not caught up with uh, Armageddon Game, but I've, I've read a couple of issues of it. And uh, I was really surprised that uh, Torben Zix 
was in there. And uh, for everyone who like just heard me say that and you were like, who is Torben Zix? He was a minor character in one episode of Ninja Turtles Fast Forward. That's the the sixth season of the 2003 sh series. And basically he goes and like makes the fools the turtles into like doing his own like little uh, crime thing. But like the fact is like they, they put that minor of a character in the comic i was like okay that that that's pretty cool like that's a that, i was like that's a really cool like easter egg and then like and it was like kind of like an easter egg within an easter egg because it was also uh it dealt with tribble and but like tribble is a main character in well, i wouldn't say main character but a pretty big character in the idw comics but tribble was the baby in uh in the original cartoon for like one episode Torben Zix of the Black Brigade. Yeah, yeah, th yeah, so... That I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else I forget. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only thing you need to remember. It's just... just it, just <laughs> Those as will be my dying words. Yes, Torben exactly. Zix of the Black Brigade. <laughs> that's right. I, he's in the episode Milk Run. And, like, I mean, and, like... I just remember that episode in general. They're like, oh, this is a milk run. Like, like us as kids are supposed to know, like, like what that is. Like, me as an adult, because I was, like, I, I was an adult when that show came out. And I'm like, I don't know what a milk run is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 other than going to the store and getting milk, which they're apparently not doing. No. So, let me ask you something. How do you feel about the... Because, obviously... I think most people know the original Mirage comics were printed in black and white. Yeah. How do you feel about the recoloring they've done on a lot of these collections? Um, uh, you know, I'm not like offended, uh, by it. Uh, to be honest, like I know some people are like so into it. And then, uh, I, you know, don't get me. I, I, I've heard, I've heard like so many people like yell at us about like like we were the responsible ones of of uh, yeah. Renette being red, um, <laughs> but like uh, I most like oh like uh, most of the colors like I I, th I think they're fine. I uh, to be honest, they're better coloring than my first four volumes I got because those those colorings were like almost like newspaper colorings where like they just like kind of like did like the whole dot matrices and there yep. wasn't like, you know, much into it. Um, yeah. I have to say I'm a fan as well. And I, I see people online talk about how it's colored terribly and the yeah. color artist is terrible. And, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm reading it fine. And I know this isn't how it was originally published, but I have that too. Like yeah, if I right. ever want to go over and read the black and white ones, those are also readily available. So uh, yeah, like uh, for me to be honest, like the ones I own physically are the the hardcover black and white ones, which like you know, I mean, you really can't mess up doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you really can't. You really can't mess mess that up. But like the ones that I I'll, I ha I bought all the ones digitally off of Comixology of the color because I was like I kind of want to see it in color. And I mean I've I've said this so many times. I'm like I'm rereading uh, One Piece uh, just because like uh, like I I I like a Japanese uh, manga and everything that's in black and white. They've like you know Japan is like allergic to color over there. And I've said like you know things would look much more like clearer if it was in color. I don't know why 
we can't go like you know like especially with everything in digital ages because even in japan manga is being distributed in uh digital it's no more uh like you know they still have print but uh print is also going away over there I'm like they could they could spend some time getting some colorists in there to do it in digitally in color uh, like you know that that's the way i feel i because color does add stuff and you know it does make images clearer like you know now i know for some people like you know they had their they had an image of the of what the color was and then they get mad at what the color is like when someone else does it well like you know it's like you know i mean it is the artist's interpretation well, it can even vary from version to version. Like you said, like uh, some versions have Renette colored red and some yeah. have her colored blue. And it's just which version you're reading. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it is like which version. Is, I mean, now I will say like uh, I thought I thought Renette being weird. Red, oh, sorry. I thought Renette being red was kind of weird because every cover she was in, she was blue. But uh, like, you know. Uh, whoever cover whoever colored her in that issue uh, decided to make her red. I, I, I wasn't offended. I wasn't like, oh my god, why they did that? I was just more confused why uh, NECA chose that as like their standard color. Um, other like you know, it's kind of like I thought that was weird. Uh, yeah, that, like this is a story about a, a time traveling teenager. Like, yeah. <laughs> is yeah. the is the color really the thing that's breaking the reality for you? Right, right, exactly. Oh gosh, just every time I hear like someone like make arguments of like their one of their their least favorite versions of the turtles and like they'll be like, "Oh, it's weird that like uh, for like for like the rise haters like, "Oh, and, like it, it's not natural for like the turtles to have like these mystic powers." I'm like, it's not natural to have four grown turtles <laughs> doing karate, but like you know, that's what that's your limit. I was like, oh wow, like we can't have them, we can't have them doing uh that kind of stuff because that's Jason. It's ninjutsu. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. It's ninjutsu. Exactly. No, I I apologize. No, I I, I like to say karate to go, to annoy the people. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's something that is like something like because uh, like sometimes I'll like uh, I will like uh, say stuff just to just to annoy them and like uh, but like people people take people take like some of the stuff I say like too literally like, or oh, like yeah. you know like uh, like I'll say I'll say something like wrong on purpose like um, or like uh, I think my big thing is like uh, misspelling Michelangelo's name because his name was misspelled. Uh, you know, for the first on the cover time. of his own solo series, <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Yeah, so like I'll go and like uh, just purposely like misspell it as Michael Angelo, uh, just because that's actually what Kevin Eastman and Peter Layard really thought his name was. And then as soon as I do something like that, people like are like, oh no, that's not how you spell his name. I'm like, you think I don't have autocorrect? Do you think like do you think I don't see that red yeah. line? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, like it, it's 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 something I like to do just to uh, just to annoy people. Like, oh yeah, like. <laughs> well, I have to say, like, yeah, the, these original Mirage comics, the first, I feel like two, maybe three. Well, you can't say years because there were so many delays. But yeah, the first yeah, yeah, I was twelve. About to say, there, 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 there's yeah. a lot of delays like between them because, like, I think their first they they were trying to do it like by month or like every two months, and then. Yeah. And then, like, and then it ended up being quarterly, and then, like, it, it, it eventually came out to, like, hey, it gets released when it gets released. Hold your tongue. 
there's so many great Easter eggs too that are um, in there for people who, if and if you read the the letters that Kevin and Peter would write to the readers, they talk about things like uh, like the name Chet, how yes. the name Chet is used on everything, um, stuff like that. Like hey, the, uh, they they I, just. By the way, uh, do you know what the kid's name is who drops the turtles in the sewer? No. It is Chet. Oh, it's Chet. Okay. It is Chet. There yes. That, that that is they they named like I mean as you like they they mentioned it's like Chet uh, um everywhere um but yeah that is that is the name of the kid that drops the kids the turtles in, in the sewer they decide to name him Chet like I don't know I don't think it's ever like mentioned in any issue or something like that it's like in one of their notes that they wrote it's always Chet. Yeah. And like, yeah, they they definitely were in constant communication with the readers back then. And and like it's crazy, too, that like by the third issue, they're already in outer space. Like that's yeah. another thing people don't realize about these early Turtles runs is like how off the how quickly it goes completely off the rails. <laughs> yeah, it's, yes. oh, no. it's like a crazy outer space odyssey. Yeah, I, I think a lot of other people like. They kind of like miscommunicate because, like, obviously, obviously, these issues, um, they're a lot more uh, serious and violent than the than the original show and everything. But a lot of people like misremember, like, they think that the entire comic, like Mirage comic run, is just it's all serious and there's no goofiness at all, and yeah. like, like not realizing like the whole premise of the comic was to make fun of daredevil and like capitalize that whole like teen titans uh popularity back then oh yeah there's so much goofiness in in the early books and also not as violent as people think just like you were just saying like the first issue yeah because they were parodying heavy that daredevil stuff but yeah even by issue number two back the when baxter stockman gets introduced like the the things they're fighting in that issue are mousers right. they don't like really fight any people at all right so it's not um also side note is in that issue it's always kind of uh it always kind of takes me out of the book a little bit when i read this is um th- there's a part where baxter threatens to blow up blow the up world the trade world center, center. <laughs> and uh, it's like Ooh, so, yeah yeah so like, turn the, that like page. i said i read this in 2003 so as oh, wow. soon as that happened i was like I really was like, wow, that kind of like, you know, took me back a little. Like, and uh, uh, ironically, I don't know if this was, I, I, I mean, I don't know if this was intended uh, to be like uh, an Easter egg or like uh, a reference to the character, but his first episode in the uh, original cartoon, he also like uh, tries to do something to the World Train Center, not like blow it up or anything like that. I think he tries to put an antenna. <laughs> On the World Trade Center, uh, but like it's just like his opening episode that has has him like talking about uh, the World uh, Trade Center as well, and I was kind of like, ah. but I am chalking that up to happy coincidence because a lot of yep. people, I, I know a lot of people like they'll, they'll scrutinize on everything and they'll be like, oh no, this was a definitely a direct uh, thing. You gotta like if it was now, yes, it would be a direct reference, but back then. No one paid attention to this kind of stuff. Like, you know, you, you, no one was like throwing in, uh, like nineteen eighty seven and like you know, or nineteen eighty four, and like be like, oh, ha ha, that's for your viewers to know that. Like, no one was doing that back then. If they just put like some random numbers in there, they were just random numbers. Yep. 
Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I completely agree though. Like I, uh, the turtle take I hate hearing the most is when people are like, I want an R rated Ninja turtle movie. And it's like, oh. why it's God. not necessary at all. Like, oh my gosh. Every, these every, comics are way more, even the darkest turtle comics are way more goofy than they are dark. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And like, I mean, I keep, I, I, I keep hearing people like, Oh yeah, we can make a, daredevil like show and base it like on the last ronin and i'm kind of like like last ronin you can easy make that pg-13 like it's not like it's not as like yeah people forget what makes an r rating i think like we don't need the turtles swearing we don't need we don't need lots of drugs we definitely don't need need like sex or anything like that so right right right, why do you need uh, the violence can be completely contained in a PG thirteen. Exactly, the violence can be completely contained because like you you can have blood in a PG thirteen movie. I yeah. I just don't know. I I don't know why. Like what people are like. Oh, like you know they're so like you know bent. Like they're oh man, we need this R rated movie. Uh, the R rated Ninja Turtles movie it needs to be the uh, as mature as like we are now. It's like. If you're wanting a Ninja Turtle movie, uh, a R-rated Ninja Turtle movie, you're not really mature. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I you know, uh, I now listeners don't like take that for face value. Um, but I'm just saying that like the things that you want from the R-rated movie is like for for Ninja Turtles is some is like not necessary that we need for a for a Ninja Turtles like uh thing and. And I've 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 always said this constantly because like I, people have approached me about uh, about this uh, so many times and like I've heard like so many times is like oh uh, the 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 creator sold out and made the cartoon and made it all for kids and everything. If the Ninja Turtles didn't get made for kids, we wouldn't be talking about Ninja Turtles at this uh, at this moment. Yeah, like all uh, the you know the the comic was a very successful indie comic, but if there was no cartoon that. That comic, especially with all their delays and everything, probably would have ended in the in the early nineties. Like you know, it probably like you know, and it would have been like, oh yeah, remember that that black and white comic about the those uh, karate chopping turtles? And that's then that's how it would have ended. It would have been like you know, Savage Dragon. Or, gone and forgotten. Yeah, exactly. Gone and forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Go, gone and forgotten. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, that's I've always had that. Uh, I, I I've I've heard the people I've seen those people and I'm just like no Ninja Turtles actually works really good as a family franchise and as a fr- family franchise it doesn't have to be you know we don't have to have everything as kitty as like everything is like you know we've seen we've seen some good Ninja Turtle content in uh PG-13 uh you know we had the Batman versus Ninja Turtles movie I actually really liked that movie and like you know it was actually pretty violent for a uh for a Ninja Turtles like uh cartoon uh I enjoyed it yeah no I loved it yeah uh like you know uh I mean, I hear, I know there's, I know people are going to argue me about this one, but I really enjoy the two uh, Michael Bay produced movies. Uh, you know, they were, both those were PG 13. I didn't feel like, I did not go in that movie saying, like, oh man, if, if the turtles just like ripped off like, a, uh, like, you know, Bebop's head, that was, this would have made the movie even better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 
I, I hope we get more of those movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, yeah, I really do hope uh, we get more of those movies. I mean, of course, we got Mutant Mayhem coming. I know that's the aim for that one is PG. Um, but, uh, like, you know, uh, but the, the streaming ones, I'm hoping, like, you know, those streaming movies, they come and they, hopefully they can go up to PG-13. That would be nice. Um, well, even I, those crossovers, like, uh, I, I hope we get, because they did so many other crossovers, uh you know, be great yeah. to turn those into movies. I don't know if they could do Ghostbusters now because I th- I don't think they have that license anymore. But they could do the others. Yeah, yeah, they definitely could do the others. Um, don't do Power Rangers. Oh, uh, uh, you, you 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 attempted Power Rangers and it was horrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, like you know, uh, like the well, like, that's why they have to make it right. <laughs> no, no, because like the the thing is like if they like there's only like. There's only two ways they can. There's only two ways they can make him wait. One, make it like big budget, and now that like it's a Netflix. Uh, now Power is like a Netflix owned uh, franchise. It's not Nickelodeon, or it wasn't. It was never Nickelodeon, but um, but like you know, it's it's Netflix distributed, owned by Hasbro. Um, uh, I mean, uh, but like they, but like you know, the budget, the budget that Netflix has given that series is like abysmal now uh like th- this season is only 10 episodes and then plus like this uh reunion movie that's coming out um like i'm pretty sure we're gonna get like like if they try to do something with that in live action we'll probably get like something really not uh not good uh like uh, um like you know uh or they do it animated and i mean as much as i would love to see an animated power ranger series um I don't think it's not going to have that same effect. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'd I'd like to, I I want to see more animated turtles movies though, and more of those uh, crossover stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, no, I, I don't know too much that. about the Power Rangers though, but they did they did the Transformers crossover that was pretty cool. Yeah. Again, I don't know about legal issues, but the Ghostbusters crossover was really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, but I no. could just go back and read those comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could to be honest like, you know, I can go back and like Yes, I can go back and read those comics and like you know, especially like uh, the Power Rangers ones. I have those action figures that 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 works too. Um, like you know, I still <laughs> I still have issues with the uh, like <laughs> because in in Power Rangers when when they morph, they actually like morph into a humanoid. Like like you know, this is the same series like when a big uh, plush dog he morphs, he turns into a human for some reason. The turtles they still have like their turtle bodies and like Shredder who is already human, like just has his own armor. But like, but at the same time, that looks cool. But like, uh, you know, but it is kind of like, what, you're, you're breaking the rules of the show that they made, but it's okay because it still looks like pretty cool though. But uh, like, you know, I've, I've had like those kind of issues um, with it. This is because of my continuity uh, head cannon going on. Like you guys are messing this up. Like you can't just keep changing the rules here. But, I mean, it wouldn't be Power Rangers if they didn't change the rules. Rules are made to be broken, sir. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, so, so uh, something something like, you know, when I was reading the Mirage comics, because like, uh, I didn't read the complete run until uh, IDW started reprinting them. And, uh, of course, like, they're still, like, to this day, I've not have I have not been able to read the entire River trilogy, just because for some reason IDW never reprinted them. I don't know what legality 
isn't there? And I, I know there's a few other ones. Uh, they couldn't uh, they couldn't print. I had to hunt down like yeah. like issue eight or something like that. Um, but I didn't realize like how long the guest era uh, was. And I, I, yeah, it's the majority of the first volume. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, and especially like you know when I first read it, I read the first four volumes, and the first four volumes, if you, like it ends like right as they're about to go to New York. And like, I remember hunting down, hunting the, the three return to New York, uh, issues like in my local comic book shop store. And I found them. And like, the only thing is like the third issue, like you could tell someone like, uh, stapled it in the wrong area. Uh, cause you know, <laughs> comics had like, I don't know. Do comics still have staples? It's been a while since. Yeah. I, okay. They still, they okay. Okay. It's been a while since I get like the physical ones. Um, but yeah, like they, they they instead of like the inseam they stapled it, they sta- staple it on the side so some of the parts I can't see. Um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't realize that like there's like this big long just like, oh hey, we're just uh, getting letting other people like write our stuff as like we're taking care of the cartoon show, we're taking care of the movie, we're like, you know, um I and to be honest, I didn't realize uh, how much uh, Kevin and Peter were involved with the cartoon until we interviewed him about the cartoon. Because I remember, like, I remember before we started uh, with our interview, I, I told him, I was like, oh, we're going to talk a lot about the cartoon. I know you didn't do much, but he was like, oh, no, we have, oh, no, I have a lot to say about the cartoon. I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I was surprised on how much, how much input yeah, was- they had. I was reading something Peter Leard said, I think recently where he was talking about how at the beginning of the comic, they were drawing and writing 90% of the comic. Yeah. And then by the time they were in full swing with the, uh, the cartoon show and everything, it reversed. And like they were, they were drawing and writing 10% of the comic and, and doing business 90% of the time. Right. Um, so like they, they needed that guest era. Yeah, and yeah. and it's it's crazy how what's the word I'm looking for inconsistent that era is like and just how fast and loose they let people play with the turtles where like in you know one story the turtles are these giant hulking like I know, I know creatures what from right. like the swamp like right. waking up and then in another issue they're basically like bugs bunny cartoons right yeah like um i so uh, uh before i had access to the comics the way i was like reading what each issue was about was through like the summaries that were on teenage mutant ninja turtles.com like back in that day if you people like remember that it was like ran by the mirage uh team oh uh, yeah and, uh, like, I just remember when I got to uh, Soul's Winter, and, like, all of a sudden, like, I'm reading, like, they're fighting Shredder and everything. I'm like, what? what is this? And I saw, like, some of the sample pages. I'm like, what is this? This makes no sense. And, like, and then when I finally got the, uh, you know, the Mirage or the IDW reprint, I mean, it didn't make any, it still didn't make sense, but at least, like, one they put all three issues together other than like, because before it was like one issue and then like a few issues later it was like, like uh, someone else. And then they're like, Oh yeah, we're going back to the soul winter stuff. Um, cause like they gave yep. like no rhyme or reason, like why they left the storyline. They just kind of like, yeah, almost none of they almost none of the multiple issue story arcs 
end up being like in a row. It'll be right. like part one, part two, and then they'll start another story and then they'll do part three. Right, right. Exactly, yeah. I actually want to ask, what characters in the Mirage comics you f- do you feel like they should really bring into like other like uh, media? Because like uh, I know some of those characters have never left the Mirage, like the Mirage. Um, well, I think the majority of the ones that I like have been brought over. Like I love. I love the Triceratons always. Yeah. They're they're some of my favorite characters and like General Trag and stuff like that. But like um that's that's a good question. What is I mean, Renette is my favorite. Yeah. That oh, whenever she Renette. shows up, that's always one of my favorite stories. Uh-huh. Um but they've they've brought her over too. Um and I'm trying to think of I mean, a lot of the guest era stuff, I I um like there was the one with the crazy vampires, but uh-huh. I'm not really interested in them. Yeah. <laughs> um, like uh, there was the the McWeenie, who's the other guy. Um, uh, the the story they did with uh, the the writers were Heaton and McWeenie. Oh yeah, you know the, yeah. those stories. They, yeah, those were our least favorite turtle stories like ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so none of those characters. None, none of those characters. What about um, what what about that? That fish woman. Uh, I, I think we guessed on that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The the one who was like the last of her, her kind. That's a good story. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, it, it, it was a good story. Um, Not like, not like I'm like, oh, hey, let's bring this fish woman back. Let's have her like. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because like that's another thing about the guest era is because they weren't communicating with each other. Yeah. There's a lot of similar stories that like overlap in my mind because right after that story, there's a story about a space princess that is like kind of similar <laughs> um, where, where she comes to earth and like, she has to like do combat to uh, assume the throne or something. I can't completely remember it, but yeah. I think it's another last of her kind story. Yeah. Um, I uh, one character I remember uh, and like because she was on the cover there was mayhem and like I I don't know I felt like she was so much like Renette like yep they also did two Native American stories back to back and it's they actually knew that people were gonna pick up on that and there's one of those turtle tracks letters in, where they address it and they're like look the right <laughs> the, the the guest writers aren't communicating with each other. It's just kind of a complete coincidence that they each turned in stories uh, about Native Americans uh, interacting with the turtles. So, <laughs> yeah. So, were there so, any like turtle tracks that ever addressed like why why most of the guest era comics like uh, were either in Northampton or like on a river or like somewhere that's not in New York? Because. I, I think so. I don't know if I if this is from a turtle tracks, but I think I do remember reading that they wanted to keep New York like it, basically they, they wanted to keep the turtles like hidden in secret and they gotcha. didn't want like New York to find out they existed. Um, but the thing is, like the continuity of those don't matter. So they right. could have done a New York story. To you be know? Honest, no, no, they really could have. It's just like I know like most of them, they're just they're just like kind of like oh yeah we're 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 in the farm or like you know or yeah. like they'll be like on like a freaking like riverboat or something like that or like you know they're and that, outside that in the field that is something i remember Sean and i bringing up a lot that season is saying it's funny like the ninja turtles are mostly known for being like they're in new york they're new york 
characters. Yeah. And if you read that first volume, the majority of it, they're not in New York right. because of that guest era. They're in Northampton. Yeah. And it's it's just so weird that if like if if this was the only version of Turtles that ever got to exist – they would not be New York characters. They no. wouldn't be known as them. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I will say, like, that was, like, something that the cartoon, like, really hit home was, like, oh, hey, we're in New York. And, like, you know, like, New York and sewers. They made sure, like, there were, like, and, like, now you every time, like, you think of Ninja Turtles, you think of New York, you think of sewers, and you also think of pizza. But that's also, that never came from the uh, the original Mirage uh, comics um, at all. Yep. And I know, I know when uh, Peter, like, did the whole like uh pitched the whole 2003 series he wanted to make sure there was no pizza in that show because he was like that's not our thing i don't want them to be known for that <laughs> um yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to think of any characters though and i'm i'm running out but that yeah the guest era is wild man yeah, the, the, the guest era the, the guest era is like is wild because like it's either like these fantasy like characters or like or as you just mentioned, a lot of like repeat un- unintentionally unintentional repeat characters. Yeah, or like ideas or themes. Like right. there's a lot of like um, fantasy in there as well. Like there's an issue where they are walking in the woods and they find like a random like castle. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's you know you know all the castles they have in massachusetts oh, oh, um. <laughs> they're, they're everywhere have, like you know don't you know like before like you know uh, america took the country back from the from the british like they just came in they just built castles all over <laughs> all over and the that, bay yeah and that issue is like a sword and sorcery issue <laughs> and you'll go you'll go from that to like the next issue being like I said, like like something like Looney Tunes, and and then it'll and then it'll they'll be like dark, scary monsters, and then um, vampires. That was one of them. There was one that was very much like like the the Blade movies weren't out yet, but it was very much like the Blade movies. It's <laughs> one of the guest era stories. Uh, I'm I'm wondering if like they got inspiration from uh, Blade because I I know the comics Could've. were already out like because like I mean I know I mean I know like generally comic book artists gets inter- um gets like inter- inspirations from other comic book artists yeah but that's my the, that's also like the thing I'm most disappointed in uh with the first uh, Mirage volume there is just how much of it is disposable yeah like. The first 12 issues and the four one-shots are solid. And then you get a random three-issue arc in the middle where they return to New York. Right. And then it's not until the last story (laughs) that the the comic kind of matters again. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm going to say this to all of our listeners who've, like, if you've never, like, read the Mirage stuff and you're like, oh, what should, like, you know, like, how should I read it and everything – I'm just going to say this, uh, to save yourself, like, you know, if you want to get, like, all, if you want to get into all of them, it's really accessible on uh, Comixology, you just have to get, like, pick up different volumes, but, um, and, I mean, it's not, like, it's not in order, but to be honest, as we just mentioned, none of it is really, doesn't, the order doesn't really matter, but, no. um, if you get, if you want in color, you can get the works, um, and that's just all the Peter and Kevin um, issues, and that's in is just in color. 
or you could get like the like the ultimate black and white i can't i, I think it's called like the ultimate collection or something like that yeah yep. yeah oh you just get all six of those volumes um uh, you know, you're going to have to get it digitally because I think the print is out. I'm not sure. It might be on paperback. Uh, but I would just get that. And like, because those are the issues that people like talk about. And like, because majority of it is like these guest era issues that like, you know, that no one, no one like really like cares about. And they yeah, really get adapted. Disposable really is the yeah. perfect word for it. Like yeah. it was, they had, they had to put a comic out. They had somebody else come in and use their characters and none of it links up with anything. It's just like a cool – it's almost like they should have called those issues like what if. Right. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle what if stories. Right. I will say like – okay. So like back then, you know, for both Kevin and uh, Peter, there, there was there was no reason to be protective about these characters. Especially like when they got popular, they, they, they were already kind of like – owned by another animation uh, studio and like, you know, they were protective of their stuff. Um, but like, they weren't like, you know, but like Peter, like, but Peter and uh, Kevin weren't as protective uh, about it as, as they were uh, like, you know, that's why Beep and Rock City are not in the, any of the original movies. But uh, like, I would say if, if like they did it like now, and especially like if they had the future, or they knew that these characters were gonna like just blow up so popular in pulp culture, like these guest air issues probably would not have ha- handled like this. It would have been like structured, and it would be like, okay, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. Do not do the characters like this. Yeah. Totally. And it's it's like I was saying earlier, it's clear they wanted the comics to be their own thing. Yeah. And they were even keeping it away from being an ongoing story. It was more of an yeah. episodic like this. It, it was more like let's have a series that shares characters from issue to issue. But every time every story is its own thing, right. which is unique. But obviously, you know hindsight's 2020 we much prefer the turtles as an ongoing series right Um, right and i felt like that's what like their volume two was was trying to fix that and like i I know by the time volume two came out the i believe the show was done because i i think it was in the mid 90s and yeah yeah so like i i think they they probably like i i think archie was still going on but uh, I'll, I I have to check the years. You you probably know the years better than I do. Um, I'm not see the Archie comics are are like a, a blind spot for me um, okay. in in Turtles, like especially years and anything like that. But I know I know the show was over for the regular volume two. Okay, okay. So I kind of figured the show was going because I know the image wrong. The show was like completely gone. I mean, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. Only, I I think uh, Next Mutation was already out. Uh, was was already done um, by that time as well. Uh, but. Yeah, like, I, I think, but yeah, I think Volume 2 came out, like, right after the show ended, and they're like, okay, we can, like, but I could definitely tell Volume 2 was just more of, like, hey, let's do, of let's, let's give, like, let's give more continuity, let's give, like, with the people what they want. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, and you could tell they were excited to get back to that, too, yeah. and, um, and they didn't realize how short volume two was going to be. Right. I've always wanted to learn more about when image, the the decision to have image publish a volume, like 
I want to know more about that whole process because if you read the letters sections in issue 50, um, Kevin Eastman has a thing where he's like, and we're looking forward to bringing you the next 50 more. And it's like, clearly he didn't know that this book had, <laughs> it like only had 12 less issues than, left, <laughs> had like 20 issues left. Yeah. Not even. Um, and, uh, And I want to know more about, like, why did they decide to go over to Image? Obviously, a part of it was that they couldn't keep up because there's so many delays. Right. Um, But why choose Image? Did Image bid for them? Like, was there someone like Red Circle or Dark Horse or someone else who was considered? Like, things like that. It's just, I I, I want to know more about that. There's, like, no information about that time period. Right. You know, I kind of want to know if, like, if they even, like, even attempted to try to uh, pitch it to like or like try to get DC or Marvel to like yeah. like hey you guys want this like you know like hey and like what was involved in that contract too because a lot of times you don't usually see the the characters revert back to the owners you know right. what I mean like they it seemed like Image had like a, a finite timeline or something in their right. contract where at the end of it it went back to Peter yeah so so. Yeah, I want to know more about what the rules were. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to know about that too. And I, I know when, I know when it went back to Peter. Peter bought out uh, Kevin's like share. And, yes, like, and like yeah, yep. he was like, like because like Kevin's like I'm done, and like Peter's like I'm not done. I, I want to beat this. I, I want to see how much money I can get it from this uh, stone. <laughs> then he went retcon crazy. Uh, yeah. Look, look into what we learn about April O'Neil in Volume Four. If you want to hear some of those crazy ideas, <laughs> but, like Volume Four is because I never got into Volume Four. That's like one I'm like, uh, I'm just. I don't know if uh, IDW is allowed to reprint it or not. Only because I know when uh, when Nickelodeon bought the franchise, I know like they allowed Ke- uh, Peter to still work on Volume Four, but he just did not. He just chose. He was like, "Okay, I'm done." Oh, uh, like you know, he was like, "Oh, I have a fast stack of cash. Okay, let's just let's just sit on this and uh, just uh, you know chill out for the rest of my life." Yeah, yeah, he's becoming. A recluse, like like he's the um, the Steve Ditko to to Kevin Eastman, Stanley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So I, I do kind of wonder about that. Um. Uh. Before wrapping up, I do want to bring up two other characters. They weren't in. Um. Uh, they weren't in Volume One of of Mirage, but they were in Tales. That if you remember Tale, like I did not realize this Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the original run was only like what seven issues yeah yeah it was I, it was it was a mini and um it's it's really good we we did those on our show and we were like because that was coming out during the guest era stuff yeah and we were like this is way better like this should be the main book it should the been. guest era to be should honest be like, the <laughs> the tales of the teenage mutant ninja turtles because right. those are weird adventures right but anyway right. Right, exactly. I felt like I felt like the the tales like were more faithful to the actual like original stories than what the <laughs> what the guest era was. Uh, but I'm pretty sure you know which two characters I'm talking about, and that's uh, Leatherhead and Rat King. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, so that's where they that's where they originated from. Uh, and uh, I think Jim Lawson gets the credit for creating them, but if you talk to Jim, he will deny it. Like. 
Um, he's kind of like I, I've I've talked to Jim, but uh, uh, I've seen him once, and like he's kind of like he's kind of like, oh no, 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 th- those aren't my characters. Like he he's he's very humble about it. I'll say. You know what character I want to see more of uh, from the Tales series is uh, Casey Jones' cousin. <laughs> There's an issue where Casey Jones' cousin um, comes to the farm and uh, they end up uh, going on a treasure hunt. And he's like, uh, I don't know. I- I'd love to see that adapted into something. That's a really cool story. That, that I have to, I have to like, because I can't remember that one because it's been so long since I read it. I have to. Oh, I um, won't spoil the ending for you then. But okay. so like, it's I, and even my memory's a little fuzzy. But oh. his cousin shows up with like. Uh, I don't know if they. I don't think they were in the mob. Maybe they were in a gang. They were. They were uh, criminal types. Oh, was it crime- the the unmentionables or something like that? No, that's a that's a different one. But I know what okay. one you're talking about. So they're like criminal types, and they show up on the farm. And uh, I think they're they know that the it was either their father, or their grandfather, whoever owned the farm had like a treasure buried somewhere uh-huh. on the farm, <laughs> buried treasure. And they, they found like the, the, the clues to it and everything. And all the, the whole story, like the turtles are remaining hidden, you know, um, it's, it's a really good story. I, uh, I have to reread it's a one, one shot. It's a one. Okay. It, it's in tales, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's tales issue two. I think okay. might be the first one. Okay. I, I, I have to read uh, parts of me. I'm wondering if it's, if it's uh, if his cousin's name is Sid, because I remember the 2003 uh, show, uh, he had a cousin named Sid. But, but I, I mean, the thing is, like, what you're describing sounds so familiar to. There's an episode, uh, like where he discovers like a Casey like finds like a treasure chest or something like that from his old farm, like from his farmhouse and that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm wondering if they adapt. I wonder if that was adapted from that. I, I, have, to, I have to go find that issue and then rewatch that 2003 episode um, again and see if they're actually similar or like if they're its own thing. Cause like, like, na- cause like now you just like, you know, jumbled up my mind here. I'm like, wait, was this from the cartoon or was it from the comics? <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a, um, a misprinted version of, the fourth issue that uh-huh. has the cover for that story. Cause they came out the same month. Oh, uh, okay. And I don't know how this printing error happened because the title of the book is correct. It says teenage mutant Ninja turtles. It does not say tales of the teenage mutant uh-huh. Ninja turtles. So they somehow titled the artwork correctly, but they but put the wrong image on the wrong, uh, the wrong image on the wrong one. Yes. Yeah, so there's, literally about 3000 copies of this book that exists before it was pulled. And so if you find the cover for tales of the Ninja Turtles, number one, Uh but it says it, it only, it doesn't say tales of, if it just says teenage mutant Ninja Turtles, but it's that cover, that is a very rare item. All right. I'm going to go. I I know I don't have that. (laughs) That's kind of like a dream book of mine because I've, I've given up on ever getting a hold of a first printing of the first issue. Um, and (laughs) that one's just about as rare. And also it's my favorite issue of tales and my, one of my favorite issues of Ninja Turtles Mm kind of crossing over because that's, it was for Ninja Turtles. Number four issue. Number four. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's like the the two worlds colliding there. It's like two of my favorite Ninja Turtle comics having a printing error together. That, that's actually pretty. That's actually uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I have to, uh, I'm just I'm like 
probably going to go after the record, this recording. I'm going to go like search for that on uh, just not not on eBay, but like just the image. I just want to see what the the image looks like because it kind of I'm kind of intrigued on like how- it's one of those wraparound covers where oh, the okay. front cover is the turtles. Like if you opened the book, yeah, it would be like a shed. Yeah. And they're on one corner of the shed and the, the other guy, the, the bad guys are on the other side of the shed. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, no, it sounds, sounds pretty, it sounds, sounds pretty neat. Like first I have to re- reread this issue because I have to, and then I have to find the, the two, then I have to find out the 2003 episode that I'm thinking about and like see if they actually based <laughs> off each other too. Cause like my old mind, I'm like, I gotta find out. But yeah, uh, but so, because I'm guessing you're just like me, you discovered the cartoon before you, before you saw, before you read the the comic. Uh, what did you think of like when you got into like Leatherhead and, and Rat King, like and how vastly different they are from the cartoon? Um, we really like Leatherhead on our podcast. Yeah. It's they do some really cool stuff with him. He's not a crazy Cajun like he's, he is in the cartoons. He's Bless he's me. he's more of a giant mutant alligator like yeah. he's he's more killer croc than I anything would say else he's more the lizard uh, or the that's a good one too I, because yeah. i always felt like he was like especially like uh when they did betrayed that him makes sense because he is like building show. like a teleporter machine yeah yeah because like when they did the 2003 show they really made him like the lizard from the spider-man uh animated series like when he got his mind back um uh, but yeah like like every time i, I saw leatherhead i was kind of like this is the lizard like from like when the that time the comic when he actually got kurt connor's mind and he was actually like being all intel- intelligent and everything and I've actually never been in any version of the Turtles um, that much of a fan of the Rat King. But I do, like, I appreciate what they did with him. His uh-huh. issue in Tales was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not ever, like, I would never put it in the favorite pile. You know what I gotcha. mean? Like, it's not it's not something that um, I'm going to run to. Right. Uh, there's other Turtles. St- like, I'll pick up a, a Leatherhead issue first, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, th- that I understand. I will say, like, I was so surprised how, like, Rat King was. And then, of course, like, I just remember the 2003 show, like, when they introduced him. Uh, he's introduced a little differently because in the in the 2003 show, he was he was a failed clone of uh, Agent Bishop. And I didn't realize that was supposed to be Rat King. Uh, like, it, I, I didn't realize it was Rat King until his action figure came out. I was like, oh. That's a He's like the character that changes the most between versions. Yeah, no, Racking like changes like everywhere. So uh, okay, I will say this: uh, IDW Racking, uh, they made a Heroclix figure um, of him, and uh, <laughs> like I'm just remembering in in our episode, uh, Sean called him a trash mummy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he pretty much is a trash mummy, yeah. But like, yeah, they, they made a they made Heroclix vi- uh, version of uh, a Racking, and at the time. He was like one of the best figures, and since I was the only person in my Heroclix group that used the Ninja Turtle figures, like everyone was like, because like no one, no one like really knew how the turtles worked, um, and like obviously I did because those were the only ones I was getting, uh, but everyone was like, this this figure is amazing. They're they're all like to, to come out to me. It's like, oh man, are you gonna? Sell? I was like, no, I'm not gonna sell them. This is like from my collection. I'm not like everything is turtles. I'm gonna keep because they they knew like of the other stuff like uh, all the 
Marvel and DC characters I didn't care for. But, like, I kept all the turtles. But, like, yeah, they they all loved the Rat King figure. Like, because he was, like, one of the most powerful. He can, like, he had a mind control. And, like, he can mind control every, anywhere. It was, like, really cool, like, how they did it. Um, I will say, because, like, you know, uh, Rat King does show up at the end of uh, City at War. And, you know, he had that famous scene where he makes Splinter, like, eat the rats and everything. It was kind of, like, weird and gross. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was not expecting the 2012 Ninja Turtles series to recreate. Totally. Like, especially like when the show first started, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a this is like you know a good like uh, they're making it all uh, like more for kids and everything like you know getting away from that darker stuff that the 2003 show had and like I like I was not expecting that storyline to ever be. Uh, portrayed in that show like from all of them i was like oh no this is like this now oh well now to be honest like rise is like like oh yeah like now i'll say rise is like the the least likelihood to have that but i was surprised that 2012 did that yeah for sure i couldn't believe that when i when i saw it i was like oh you're doing this story yeah (laughs) and i remember even telling like my wife and she goes she's like what is this i was like oh that's from the original and i told her i was like i didn't think they were gonna do that i was like I was like, I thought that would be too dark for the Nickelodeon audience. And, like, you know, that's actually when I, that's, like, part of the reason. That's, like, when I realized, oh, okay, like, this show has, like, matured uh, with everyone now. Yeah, it's not doing Super Mikey. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, But, yeah, uh, is there anything else uh, you want to bring up about the uh, Mirage line, the Mirage comics? No, I would just say if you're ever curious, if you like Ninja Turtles, which you do because you're listening to this show, um, if you're curious about the comics, then it's not a big investment. You could honestly just read the first 11 issues and you'll have everything you need. So I yeah. would say do it. Don't don't hesitate. Go uh, read those Turtles comics. Yeah. Uh, and I, w- I would even say this. Like, if you buy them digitally, you probably can get it for like five bucks. I mean, uh, like, it, I mean, it's yeah. really cheap. I mean, you could, worse, they're included. The volume one is included in a Comixology subscription. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Uh, uh, so, I was, I was so about right to say, there, all if you of have them, that, it's free for yeah. you. Yeah, all of them is included in the Comixology Unlimited. Uh, to be honest, like they've all like reached to that age. So you could do a free month trial. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now, actually. Um, or you could just pay six dollars a month, and you could like read it. And like, it, I promise you, it'd probably take you like a week two weeks max to read them because it is it is one of those comics that it's like more images than dialogue yeah they're like the first few um issues are like supersized they're like 40 page issues but it's action driven so there's like five pages before you see somebody talking like things like that yeah yeah like I, i i remember like uh one of their interview things like when they were like on the ultimates uh uh book like they talk about like oh yeah we decided we wanted to do a car chase scene in a comic book because no one has ever done that before <laughs> and then they did it repeatedly that's <laughs> something else i remember us talking about is like in those first um 11 issues there's like three car chases <laughs> we're like, no, hey we're like, we get it we could do it again <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's what I would have to say is if you yeah. have any any curiosity about it, go read it. Yeah. Don't hesitate. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thank you, Kevin, for joining us again. It's always a pleasure Anytime. having you on, on here. Uh, let, us, let our listeners know where they can find you. 
Well, if you want to hear more Ninja Turtle stuff, we have the Ninja Turtle Nerds. That's available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find it, email us, ninjaturtlenerds at gmail.com, and we'll get it there. Uh, but I, I think we're on pretty much everything. And um, same goes for we have a Nintendo podcast, which is Nintendo Therapy, which is what Nintendo is for us. It's therapy. It's what you do when you want to unwind and relax. And Listen to that show if you want to hear all the latest Nintendo news and stay up to date on what's going on with those guys. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, all right, guys. Next week, we are returning back to our regular podcast. Anna will be back, and we will be uh, going back into Season 4 and looking into those episodes as, as we return to regular form. Uh, thank you again, Kevin, for joining us. And until next time, guys, see ya.